Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? Welcome back to the Immigrant Section. I'm your host, the Boswell Hub, and in the studio today, we got the motherfucking Quincy Martin. How are you, bro? I'm good, man. How you doing? Thanks I'm for good. coming through, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. I apologize about the scheduling fuck-up yesterday. It's all good, man. It's the all good. The Canadian election is uh, popping off. Yeah, big Motherfuckers business. in the studios. Yeah, no. Who are you I, voting I'm for, huh? Conservative. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Always? You always vote conservative? No, I'm just a small business owner. It's going to help me in the long run. Oh, shit. That's right? what I'm talking about. You heard Is this me say the, that. like rental properties and shit? Uh, I got one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then like, as you know, when you're when you're an entertainer, I mean, you're a small business yourself, depending on how you're, you're running your finances, right? True. Good point, mm-hmm. man. That's some... Uh... That's some grown man talk about comedy, bro. I'm out here at open mics. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, small business, man. I just did four minutes and to three comedians that I know on their cell phones. So I don't know nothing about small business, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> man, but straight up, though, Quinn, uh, Toronto, I met in the, or sorry, comic I met in the Toronto scene, motherfucker, is out here actually making money. God damn, bro. You're it's out here making bit. a salvate, you know? It's just a little bit. Pulling up, pulling up with. It's nice seeing someone get a nice car with comedy money. That's just reassuring to see it. Yo, so what do you think? Because, you know, I used to have, I told you I used to have a nice car, right? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Now you've had a nice whip uh, for probably six months now? How much, when did you buy that car? So, it was over a year now. I, oh, okay, over a year. Almost, you, almost a year. It's about, this is 11 months now I had it. Did the novelty wear off? Or no, you, it never wears off. Never wears no, off, no, huh? No, 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 no. It never wears off. Never. Fuck it. Uh, okay, we're talking, car... about a, we're talking about a Cayenne, okay? This motherfucker's got a Porsche Cayenne, okay? <laughs> I know there's people listening like, man, just say the fucking car, man. <laughs> you shouldn't let it breathe a yeah, little bit. Yeah, no, no. I have uh, to say it. If I was listening, I'd lose my mind. I had, um, I mean, the nicest car I had before this was an Infiniti G20. G20, uh, the new, G- what is No, G- no, no. This, I'm talking like, this was like 2000 and like... Oh man, this is like a 03. Yeah, I don't even like know that. about the G20. It was wild, man. Was it, it kind of like the G37 back in the day? Yeah, was it a yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I used to have one of those. But no, 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 it was four door. And then I had uh I had Beamer for a bit and then uh and that that what was What do you think it. about the Beamer? It drives Oh, it's it super drives smooth. Nice, man. Oh, it's super smooth. Yeah, yeah. Planet. No, it was wild and I had the um the V12 engine and all that. Yeah, it was You crazy. had the 8 series? Yeah, no, it was a seven series, but yeah. uh, okay. You had the seven sixty. Uh, it was a seven fifty. What's that? I thought the seven fifty was a V eight. No, no, no. This one was a V twelve. I yeah. promise you. Okay, yeah. goddamn. I, I thought when I, I put the listen. Yeah. <laughs> when you touch the gas, yeah. it was gone. But yeah, it was a twelve. Gone right to the gas V12. station. Huh? <laughs> yes, right to the gas station. <laughs> You're just yeah. going from shell moved. to shell. It oh, moved. fuck yeah! yeah. So I had that for a bit, and then I was just chilling. And then you've been a car guy, but you, are you? I first... haven't been a car guy. No, I'm not. I don't know all the specifics. When listen, when you get around car guys and they're they're talking about cars, yeah, yeah, I'm not a car guy. Yeah, you too. I'm only good I, at one I... thing, and there's only one thing I know about shoes. Telling these jokes. Oh, That's look, all I, I know. thought you were gonna say shoes because. You're nah. definitely a shoot. You're a sneakerhead, hundred percent. Hundred percent. There's no debate. Yeah, there's no debate. Yeah. So, what's your favorite shoe, bro? Uh, Ewings. The Ewing? like die. Yeah, I remember growing up and uh, always wanted a pair of Ewings. Um, Is it because the player or like the, with the a little bit of both? Because Patrick Ewing's Jamaican, so 
like, you know, he hung around, uh, my uncle hung around with him sometimes. Is he from Toronto, Patrick Ewing? No, no, he's Jamaican. Okay, all right. So, yeah. like, I'm saying, like, did it, like... Did he grow up here or anything? Like no, not at You're all. Saying your uncle hung around him, like yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like back yeah. in Jamaica, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he yeah. came from Jamaica straight to the NBA. No, no, he played for Georgetown. <laughs> oh, man. okay, okay. He didn't follow basketball, <laughs> did you? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, he played for Georgetown, and then, um, but the whole thing was like we grew up, growing up in the '80s and, and the '90s was you wanted to watch, uh, well, pretty much Jordan because he was the greatest the he was he was exhibiting you know the greatest play at the time i mean you kind of wanted the knicks to win you kind of wanted to see somebody else do good but they, they were just so dominant were the knicks the bad boys no the detroit the pistons, pistons were, were the bad, bad boys. boys okay yeah Sorry, oh yeah i was yeah. just gonna say they had the yeah. absolute fucking worst reputation yeah well they were that was arch rivals you know if you can it's an old video game called Arch Rivals, old arcade game where you could basically punch people and take the ball. That's that's what <laughs> that's, that's what the what bad boys the, right? the bad boys were. Yeah, totally. They're just fighting. I don't know They're if you've just... seen that meme online where it said, uh, <laughs> "All the new rappers now are dressed like Dennis Rodman in '96." Yo, you should check that meme out because Dennis Rodman had crazy fashion. He had the green fashion. hair. And yeah. He had all the piercings and all that stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yo, w- w- how do you compare that time? With Michael Jordan being the goat versus right now with LeBron being the goat, like, well, I mean, LeBron's just not the goat. You mean he's he's a really good basketball player and he's going to be on the Mount Rushmore of greatest basketball players. You, but, but you don't think he's the goat? He can't be. Well, how come? Statistically, he can't be. And didn't he Jordan pass Jordan in a lot of stats? in what in what? because he played longer? Remember, Jordan had a three year break. Mm. So right? you're looking at just rings. Well, Jordan has six rings, six finals MVPs, and five season MVPs. Bron doesn't have that. <laughs> Jordan has more trophies than LeBron altogether. Be- Jordan has an um, uh, Defensive Player of the Year award. They don't have that. He doesn't have that. Mm, okay, so you're looking yeah. at pure stats. But when you watch the gameplay, uh, Jordan was next level, man. Yeah, it was. We used to watch it and just in awe, like. Here he is. He's just gonna score again. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, it was just how is he gonna embarrass the next player? Was yeah, what I was, it was. gonna and, say go Jordan. You can't compare because he's so much more ruthless and he did humiliate people. Like humiliate he really them. embarrassed Im- people. Give yeah, he example. ruined people's careers. Yeah. Give me an example of how he would humiliate you. Look how we did OJ Mayo. OJ Mayo's out of the league, right? OJ Mayo was like uh, Reggie Miller has the same story where Edgy, Reggie Miller was like, yo. Yo, I thought you was the best, Michael Jordan. Like, you think you're the best? You only have two points at the half. Jordan's like, all right, cool. Jordan scored 44 points that game. And right on 42 Reggie Miller. on the second half? In the second half, he scored 42 <laughs> points. Right on Reggie Miller. It's Reggie like a was video like, game. Yeah, I'm never doing that again. Then OJ Mayo was on, um, OJ Mayo was, t- he was, you know, talking trash and all that stuff in like one of Jordan's camps. And he's like, yeah, all right, cool. So he beat him 11 nothing on a one-on-one game, right? Wow. And then that was just, it and just he was mentally an NBA destroyed player. him. Yeah, it mentally destroyed him. And then O.J. Mayo got caught up in um, a couple of drug, uh, like uh, substance abuse. <laughs> and mentally the destroyed him? You know, he could never play again. O.J. Mayo's out of the league. From that one-on-one game, you could trace the ending of his Absolutely. career. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jesus, who did this? What team did he this embarrassed play anybody? For? Uh, well, he played for Memphis for a while, but before he played for the Bucks, he played for Memphis. He bounced around for a bit, but those are two main teams he was on. But then he was out of the league. He was in China after a while. Holy shit! Just- Jordan used to just embarrass people. It wasn't even. <laughs> I remember uh, Gerald Gerald Wilkins 
played for the Cavs, and I remember he said he was he was a self-proclaimed Jordan stopper. And Jordan just dropped. He like, said that, like yeah, in interviews and shit. Yeah, I'm gonna stop him. And then he just dropped fifty two on him, like it was nothing. <laughs> and that like, guy was like never to be seen never, again. And he was a great three point shooter. <laughs> don't get it twisted, right? Him and Craig Elo, they were great three point shooters. And Mark Price, they were all great three point shooters on the uh, on the Cavs. But Jordan used to just embarrass these guys. Fuck. Yeah. Just domination on a different level. Absolutely. Huh? What do you think about now? Did you notice? You obviously for sure know this, but. I feel like ever since, and I've only really gotten into basketball these last three, four years, mm. I feel like ever since uh, Golden State has been beginning to take over, mm. the whole league is now focusing on three-point shots. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, the, the style of game is, is, has changed. You know, it's just evolving, right? If you're a really good shooter, I mean, that's what's happening now. You know, basketball in the 80s, from when I watched, in the 90s was about toughness. Okay, like you posting know, up hard as shit. You had to be the... a pretty big dude. You know, all those guys are, but Barkley was a big dude. You know, think of all of these guys. Shaq. Kevin Williams, Kevin Williams, uh, uh, Shaq, uh, uh, Elijah Wan just had all the post moves because the center was like a big key uh, position in in the game. You know, you needed the toughness. Just like you need Draymond Green on the, oh, um, on, the, on the Golden State Warriors. You need the tough guys, right? So... But that's what the game was then. But then now they're calling more and more fouls. The game has evolved into, you know, it's, it's not as tough as it used to be. So now it's, it's you can get away with a lot more, and that's why shooting kind of evolved. Mm, At okay. least that's what I think. So, so going into, like, the key is now, like, they don't... They call way more fouls. Got it. Okay, so they kind of stick to the outside and, like, focus on threes and No, it's just like the shooting is the easier thing to do because there's just so much more fouls that are being called whether it's going to be driving whether it's going to be outside shots it's just it's a softer league it's just not what it was it wasn't as tough as it was you know back then you can really get beaten up in there and no one's calling fouls now they call any foul. anything yeah so it's just less efficient as well to like drive to the key risk fouls when you could be more productive, get off a higher total number yeah. of shots by just shooting accurately from the top mm -hmm. of the key. Golden State probably is like definitely the most famous, prevalent example of like yeah. that change well, happening. Steph Curry. Yeah. Patrick yeah. Ewing was like and like Clay Thompson. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson is gonna be the the best backcourt of all time. Uh and in which case Steph what, Curry's gonna court? be the back greatest backcourt, back yeah. What do you mean by that? What's backcourt? Well, because they're both guards. Um, so uh yeah I would say uh Clay is the shooting guard and um uh uh, uh Steph Curry runs a point. So they're they're back that's called backcourt. Who's your team? Who's your team in then? I never had a team. Man. Yeah? What do well, you think about okay. Raptors this year? We're done. No, I mean I'm happy about the Raptors. I mean, you know, you got cheer for the hometown team no matter what. Yeah, of you course. You know, and I mean like anywhere I go, I'm obviously cheering for the Raptors. But like, past spirit and just supporting the local team, do you think we're 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 done without Kawhi. You think? Or? I think we're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, well, I Just think that's about it. Out of like a kind of like momentum from last year. Well, my <laughs> yeah, I mean my my theory is that if we have to play uh, Kawhi and the Clippers in the finals, hypothetically, yeah, I think he would have our number. Yeah, because he's that good a player. Mm. He's the best two way player in the league, right? 
Damn, that guy was something else, huh? Yeah, next level, next level. He got worship too. He was in the market to just, they were ready to worship someone, anybody, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And then DeRozan is gone, obviously. Oh, DeRozan's been gone, though. He was <laughs> gone while he was on our team. I remember like, when I first moved to Toronto, DeRozan, DeRozan put uh, billboards everywhere. Yeah, get get I was the first guy. I was on, yo, get rid of DeRozan. And he was like, no, I think he's good. I'm like, no, get rid of him. He can't play in the, he can't play in the playoffs. He succumbs to the pressure. Uh, and then he was open. He was open about his mental health issues. Yeah, and that's you can't, you can't be. It's taken. No, no, no. It, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying that it took him out of the game mentally, right? Gotcha. And um, that's why, like, uh, that was that that series against Cleveland when we got um, we got uh, we got blanked for four games. Uh, <laughs> they swept us, and I think it was a third game. I mean, uh, he was on the bench. I think maybe with ten minutes left in the third quarter, right until the end of the game. They did not have DeRozan on the floor. And he's the starting... DeRozan was the highest paid player on the team. And he was not on the floor, right? And uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Dwayne Casey. I think he took a lot of the heat for it. I think he was like, yeah, you know, I thought we had the best team on the floor. And I don't, I don't believe that that's what it was. I think he was mentally out of the game. And it's very difficult to coach that right now. We have yeah. No one's found a way to really coach up a lot of players. Like, so for example, Kevin Love... A lot of players' anxiety and stuff like that, and he's very open about having these things. That's and a so, new age thing where these uh, uh, athletes are are like everybody. Everybody has anxiety. It's yeah, the, yeah, right. It's, it's the newest thing in the world. Every, Dude, we all have anxiety. But. Every every it it is a natural emotion that we all have. Yeah. So it's like you know, people make it seem like you know I have it and it's a it's a disability. It's like, no, no, no. Everybody gets it. Yeah, it's standard. you know what I mean. It's, it's like it's a happiness, standard. sadness, anxiety. same thing. I have a same thing. Fucking hard, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? From, I would uh, imagine people have it worse than others. I mean, I'm not going to debate that. Some people, you can actually see it being debilitating. You know? Yeah. Like yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it was it was affecting DeRozan's play, right? Yeah, so I think that was the wiser move. And people, no, no, no. I can't believe it. Why would anybody trade this guy? This guy's garbage. Like, he cannot play in the, in clutch, the playoffs. In the clutch. He can't do it. Yeah. You know? There's nothing more satisfying. That's the thing that uh, goes past sports fans or whatever. Like, witnessing somebody in the clutch who kills it that thing is like bro. it translates to every language bro. it's like you don't need to yeah see Kawhi, like, was, Kawhi was ice cold yeah. he knew he, listen we wouldn't no have a championship yeah if Kawhi wasn't on the team and De, DeRozan was there in his place uh, we wouldn't known. have a championship hands down I mean that exact scenario you just said was uh three seasons ago or two seasons ago yeah. right yeah and like it's yeah, not it's even a hypothetical. Ago. It's just, yeah, it did not happen for him. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You do that trade a hundred times over, no matter what. Have you been a basketball fan your whole life? Yeah, I mean, I sort of fell off. You know, when I was, uh, you know, sort of leaving high school, and and Jordan retired again, and you know, I sort of fell off. I wasn't really into ball. I mean, baseball is my favorite sport, so I watch. Baseball is your favorite sport? Yeah. Oh, I had no yeah. idea, man. I watch a lot of baseball. Legit. Yeah, How did like... baseball? Because you grew up in Scarborough, didn't you? <laughs> yes. Scarborough is like a hood. What do you think? It's not a hood. Don't listen to this guy. Toronto. Don't listen to this guy. It's not a hood. Yeah. <laughs> like, I live in a nice area, man. Like, I grew up in a nice area. Did you? Uh, Where yeah, did you? So, Tell me about okay, that. So, okay, let's start, with, your mom, let's yeah, start with baseball. Yeah. Okay, the way it worked was my parents obviously came from Jamaica. And, uh, I mean, they came in the 70s. So my oh. father came, I think, in 1970. I think my mother came in 74, 75, around then. And, well, I mean, back home in Jamaica, all they have is pretty much cricket yeah. and... Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And soccer. 
Exactly, cricket and soccer. Football, yeah. And so, I mean, this is like the 70s. Yeah. So TSN wasn't playing any soccer. It's not yeah. like now you can get soccer all day on, you know, one of the seven TSN channels on your TV, right? Um, or any of the sports channels for that matter. Um, and cricket, yeah, good luck. Like, you're not finding that. So cricket was sort of uh, sort of similar to baseball. And at that time, especially in the 70s, there was a lot of black baseball players. A lot of them. It more, wasn't like More than now? Well, now you have more, you know. Are you talking about I'm black as an African American? As an African American, yes. And now you have, you have more, yeah. you know, Latin, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, black players. But at that time, it was a lot of African American players. There were Jamaican players. There were a lot of people who played baseball, and it was it was very relatable, and it was somewhat similar. I mean, there was there were subtle similarities to cricket. Uh, baseball had to cricket and so my parents started watching baseball and then we just got the Jays in 77 so before I was born anyway but so it, it was kind of the thing around the city we you know we'd go to the X and and everyone was watching you know exhibition stadium everyone was watching baseball it was really big Blue Jays were big at the time Blue Jays were huge I and mean, yeah. we just got the team in 77 right Oh, That's when they got they did won the, the major league. No, they just got the the expansion. So oh, they got the, the okay, Jays okay. in '77 and the Montreal Expos in '77. I think it was the same time. It might have been the same time. Yeah, um, but yeah, and it was it was a big thing. So yeah, we grew up watching baseball. Baseball was what we did. We would watch baseball on TV as a family. You know, yeah. Did you guys play baseball or was absolutely it just as, okay? Hell absolutely, yeah. yeah. We played baseball. I was, I was pretty good. My yeah, was were you good a hitter, too. a pitcher, or what? I was everything, man. I was like, man, I was nice. Man. I was everything but the catcher. I was nice. Man. Yo, I used, I sometimes go to Etobicoke to hit up those batting cages, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's the best feeling in the world, man. Yeah, I was nice. Just batting. Cage. I was nice at baseball, yeah. man. Um, my um, my yeah, my brother was dope too. Uh, my brother was more the you know the athlete of the family. Cause yeah, <laughs> he's this monstrosity of a human being. You know, he's right now he's like six three. He's like two hundred fifty pounds, and still he's still killing it he's athletically. Like, he's well, yeah. I mean, he played rugby for a really long time now. So like, but he's like forty one now. So I think he's chilling. But is that why you were making jokes and shit? Because that that, that guy. The, no, I'm saying like that guy was out there like killing it in sports. Uh, like, Man, fuck it. I made <laughs> jokes because. I got bullied a lot when I was younger. I Legit, was, eh? So I, I was can't five, see that, man. I was, well, I was 5'3", you know, like 100 pounds up until I was like 18. That was when I had my first growth spurt. So I was always like the small guy in high school. Were you marking your height at home? <laughs> everyone did that. Yeah, no, you <laughs> did course. that. Like, of yeah, course, I everyone did, yeah, did that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But you were excited as shit when you saw it popping off? Yeah, I think when I was 18, I shot up to 5'10". I remember I was dating this girl. She was a model. And uh, she was like six one, and I used to be walking around like extra straight. <laughs> and the tippy toe, so yeah. walking around straight, you know, <laughs> trying to keep that spine like, yeah, straight. Like, yeah, I was straight, you <laughs> Yo, know. Pull what I mean? my hands real quick. Yeah. Pull, pull on my arms. Yeah, real quick. yeah. I shot the five ten. I didn't grow again until I was in college. I was about two thousand two, and then I grew up to about six one. Hell yeah. And then that was it. But I was always super skinny. I was. I didn't start putting on any weight until I was about twenty seven. Cause I was I was always like hundred and I was like I was when I hit six one I was still like hundred and sixty pounds. Oh, you were just like a lanky dude. Bones, lanky is the word, bro. And like and super. Yeah, you, uh, you couldn't put weight on. Hell no. So what what yeah. changed? Just metabolism slowing down? Yeah, like, metabolism slowing down. I mean, I was like eating McDonald's and pizza and stuff like that. And then you know you just start thinking to yourself, it's never gonna happen to me. At yeah. this point, if it's not gonna happen, it's never gonna happen. Yeah. And then it started happening. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you were happy with it though. 
A little bit, yeah. I think I got too big at some certain points, but like <laughs> even now, like I could shave off another ten. But I'm 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 happier now. I was bigger than I was before. Uh, now, um, I was about twenty twenty nine. So yeah, I'm good now. Yeah. So so you sorry sorry keep going. I don't know. I don't know. It's like because you asked me like seven eight questions. And I ain't yeah all. yeah. I'm jumping I'm all Scarborough. over the place. Man. I'm like whatever. Go well, ahead, I man. said you got all the questions. Man. You got all the questions. You going in on me about this? That's you got the, all the questions. That's the name of the game, bro. Here, let me just look at my list. Okay, <laughs> stop this. Ewing, so we that, covered that. This guy doesn't even have a list. That's Jordan, your, Jordan versus LeBron. That's your. We Tinder. covered this shit. <laughs> that's your LinkedIn. You just got a job notification. Imagine, yo, I'm <laughs> off of LinkedIn, bro. I'm thinking about yeah. going on LinkedIn and just starting to post shit like. Why not? About being like, you know, I left the uh, I left the corporate world, and and these are all the benefits, just all that kind of <laughs> Why shit. Why not? Why not? Just to fuck with people. Why not? <laughs> Who cares? You you fuck with your LinkedIn at all? Nah, I mean I have a LinkedIn. Does it say cares. comedian? It says comedian. I don't know what it says. It says something. <laughs> I don't even think I have a picture on there. Bro, man, I was so depressed. Anytime I I I just for some reason LinkedIn opens up and I see the I see the the what's it called. Um, the news feed and yeah. there's so much activity. I'm just there's so much corporate fucking activity. I'm like, yeah, ugh, yeah. it's such a turnoff, man. Yeah. So I'm. What do I know? What's it called? Uh, we mentioned Scarborough, but when yeah. did you get into comedy, bro? And what do you remember? Like the well, moment where you're like, yo, I could do this shit. Because the way I grew up, man, I never actually thought I could do it. And when it switches, when I was so fed up with engineering, I was like, what the fuck? This is garbage. Like, yeah. I got lied to kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But course. I know you got in earlier than me. You got in like a, at high school or something like that. Yeah, so I was like, so growing up, I mean, I was always like kind of like clowning a little bit. And like I used to, we used to watch Arsenio Hall a lot and I used to like imitate Arsenio and try to imitate, imitate celebrities, which I can't do any impressions now. Uh, but um, uh, I was I was decent. You know, I was I always liked it. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to get into it. And then I was, uh, so my man, Andrew Sparks, he lived two streets over and he was, uh, he had a punk band. Okay. And uh, I used to kick it with him all the time. We were in the same neighborhood and uh, and I skateboarded. So he skated too. And he actually gave me one. Damn, of my, you did grow up in a nice neighborhood. I huh? grew you were up in a predominantly white neighborhood. This nigga was white. White. White neighborhood. So it's. It no, no, no. It was still pretty, it was still pretty multicultural. But it was predominantly white, but it was definitely. Uh, yeah, it was a really nice neighborhood. <laughs> You're doing I all right. I, we were we were good. Yeah. We were good. Uh, we um, we uh, so yeah. I mean, we used to kick it all the time, and he you know he always thought I was funny. Yeah, always thought I was funny, and he had these killer parties at the crib all the time, and he had a punk band, and and everything was real dope. And then he was like, "Listen, man, you got to come through. You got you got to tell some jokes." Like you gotta do stand up comedy. You gotta tell some you? jokes. Oh man, I was sixteen, okay. easily sixteen. And I was like, Yeah, 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 I'll do that, whatever. And he's like, Yo, I'm gonna make this clear. If you're at my party, you gotta tell the jokes. If you're not telling the jokes while we're setting up, you gotta leave. Oh shit. And the party was like his parties were always amazing. There was a lot of people there. There was girls there and everything. And so one day I get to the party. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let me see if I can hide. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hide legit. Like I was you, just hiding. You don't want to. You don't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to get. Yeah, I didn't want to do it. It's packed. And then he like, he's like, yo, Quinn, you're here. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> he's like, hey, listen, man, you know what it is. So uh, I went down there and I told some jokes and uh, it started out good, but then it kind of trailed off. 
Do you and, remember? Uh, do you remember what you said at all? No. It was just kind of like no. the rant and saying some of the shit you would tell no, your I, boys. I had written stuff down. Okay, okay. I had you written were stuff ready. down. You were yeah, ready yeah. For this. You know, okay. I was. I had written stuff down, and then. Um, uh, yeah, so I did. I, I felt like I did a five, maybe, maybe a little more. <laughs> I don't know. You know, when you first start, you don't really know the time, yeah, right? You did so four to three and a half. Yeah, who knows what I did? <laughs> I could have done longer, whatever. And then I just, you know, just walked off, kind of thing. And then Andrew Sparks and his band, you know, I put them on. But yeah, I credit all that to Andrew Sparks. That gave me the bug. Hell you know? yes, yeah. Man. Andrew did that, man. He's a good dude. And then after that, it was straight to yucks or like no, no. Um, I chilled. I didn't do shit for like a couple of years. I didn't do anything. I wrote and I was like thinking about being a comedian. I wanted to do it and and then times like you know I was like seventeen, eighteen, and we're partying and everything and hanging with the homies and you know I'd be partying and I'd be looking at like dudes like you know this guy's gonna do this and this guy's gonna do that and this guy's going off to university and this guy's you know, doing this type of business. This guy's already into stocks. What about you, Quinn? Like, you know, I'm asking myself these questions and I was like, yo, man, I'm gonna be a comedian. Like, I, I gotta have my own place. You know what I'm saying? My own thing. Yeah. And then I was like, yo, I, I could do this. Like, I, th I really feel like I could do it. And then, um, I, uh, yeah, I was, I was chilling for a bit. I wasn't doing anything. I'd left high school and, uh, I took about a year off. I was just working at a call center. You know, I was just, I didn't really know what to do. And I swear to God, I'll never forget it. My man, Nigel, um, Nigel Phillip, I ran into him on the bus one day. And uh, I was just heading home. He's like, yo, what are you saying, man? I'm chilling, whatever. You know, and he always remembered me clowning and everything. And he's like, yo, you going to Humber? I'm like, what's going on at Humber? And he's like, yo, there's like a comedy program. I said, what? He's like, yeah, man, you got to check that out. man. that, as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's you. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I mean, like, as soon as I got home, I like, I don't know. If, you, this is like Google early it? 2000s. Was there Stop this, man. About early, this is early 2000s, man. I'm talking you about. to the library I'm talking real about, quick. Yo, I'm talking about I went to the phone booth and <laughs> looked up Humber in the white pages, you know, and I yeah. called and they mail you the calendar. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I saw the course and, and I applied and I went to Humber. Hell yes, man. And yeah. then, so you started getting it because even back then they had the uh, Tuesday um, no. showcase? No. No. It was Mondays. It was Mondays. So Monday was a launching pad. That was called the, um, that was, uh, Monday was a launching pad. That was, that was, it's like fast track. It's like, that's like the beginning of getting onto the roster. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Now Tuesdays, what they did was they opened it up as the Humber night, right? So when I went to Humber, I was in the second class of it. Right, the first ever class was the year before me. Oh, legit? Yeah, word. Yeah, so I did. Yeah. I did that. Yeah, and um, do you remember yeah. how many people were in that class? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about sixty people or something like that. The first year was a lot, and then it, you know dwindled down or whatever. But it was it was about sixty people graduating and about that. Anybody you know still doing comedy from that class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicole Arbor, you know she's she's internet famous, man. She's done a lot. You know she had the big um, she had a lot of videos. She had the controversial video. Uh, I don't know about that, but I'm not shit, trying to. It's controversial. I'm not trying to is it, I guess the book's closed on that. I'm not trying to open it back up. I'm not trying to open that shit back <laughs> up either. But no, but you know what? Nicole's my girl and we're cool. So okay. I can't really front on her like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you can have friends. They can make, you know, controversial stuff, but they're still going to be your friends. Yeah, you know what yeah I mean? exactly. Like, they still treated you, right? Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like her yeah. and I are still cool. I remember yeah. like I used to run into her. I used to work at Winners and I remember used to, 
run into her and we would just chop it up for a second or whatever. But Nicole's still doing it. I think she's out in California right now and she's Fuck she's yeah. done a lot. But I think Nicole and then there's a guy named Marty Adams. Marty Adams is a really dope actor. And uh, he did a lot of stuff with Sex and Second City and, um, you know, a lot of sketch and stuff like that. You've seen him in a lot of stuff. If I showed you Marty, you'd be like, oh, oh, oh man, that that's dude, Marty. That dude. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Rob Bebenick. We was in the same year. Uh, oh, Rob Bebenick. Yeah. He just went to Just for Laughs. He's still around, right? Yeah. He just went to Just for Laughs this year. We were on the same Just for Laughs showcase earlier this year. God, yeah. yeah. So I've there's Rob Bebenick. Yeah, and I'm talking about this is my year. Yeah, the yeah, year yeah. ahead of me, or the year I guess that graduated before me. There's a few people there that are still involved, in, and uh, quite a few people that are still involved, more so than what my graduating year would have been because I dropped out. My so. expectation in my mind is like if you yeah. go 15 years, 16, 17 years down the road, mm. there'll be like one, one or two. Out yeah, of that and class it is like 60, that. It is like I mean? that. So I think it's three. Yeah, I think it, legit, it's about three. That I could think of. Um, you and those other two. If there's anybody yeah. else. And I dropped out, so I'm not even in the graduating class. Oh, you know that's, what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, but you kept could, in it, though. But if, yeah, go, and if yeah. I run into those people on the street, they're like, yo, Quinn's still doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or they're yeah. like, yo, what's going on? They're not like, yeah, you never finished the He never graduated. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. But you it see was, this it was, <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you through the sound insulation. Skirt! <laughs> <laughs> German sound it's got, it's got bows but yeah. it's whatever it's uh, whatever it's like 18 <laughs> speakers but who's counting <laughs> uh, but yeah so yeah that was that was kind of the, the situation there concerning comedy and yeah so uh, growing up in Scarborough I grew up in um, so I was in a place called Malvern until I was four um, my brother's older than me he's four years older than me so obviously he was there till he was eight uh, so I was in Malvern until ah. I was four and uh <laughs> And then from there, my parents bought the house in what is called Rouge Hill. And Rouge Hill is closest to Pickering. I basically lived on the last street of Scarborough before going to Pickering. Like, I lived on the outskirt of Scarborough. So that's Brand new you, neighborhood. Would you even consider that Toronto? That's not even like... Of course it's in Toronto. Everywhere has a border. What are you talking about? So you do consider that Toronto? What do you mean consider it Toronto? It is in Toronto. What are you talking about? Uh, is that a separate city? Is that so it's far out It's in Scarborough. That, what are you talking about? Is Scarborough even Toronto? That's the question. Of here. course it is. What are you talking about? Damn, yeah, bro. This guy. I, yo, this remember, guy. I'm not from here. I never said this I was guy. from here. Okay, so you know about... You know I about, never said I was from here. So they had the amalgamation. You know, they had the new mega city, and there was like a huge amalgamation because everything I was know. Sort of I didn't even know. Before. I didn't know that was a single yeah, event. Yeah, when was yeah. this? Oh, Christ. Um, gonna go with... Was that around 2000, Patrick? The new mega city? You remember that term? Uh, yeah, the amalgamation. The amalgamation started in like the early 2000s. The early so 2000s, that's where the GTA around them. Comes from, and yeah. then the first mayor of Toronto at that point became uh, of the new of the amalgamation. Was that was that was that Mel Lastman? That was the first one. So was, am I am I getting that right, uh, Patrick? I hope I'm getting it right. I think he's fact checking. Yeah, I hope I'm getting just double checking. Yeah, but uh, there was a, so, so there was an amalgamation. Scarborough right? was its so, own city before that point. Well, not so much its own city. It's just everything was separate. Like there was North York. There was you know the the, the new Richmond they did the Hill new, Markham all that. Richmond Hill Markham is not Toronto. Yeah, so it began in in 1998. And 98. Mel Lastman was the. The first one it was the first mayor. Yeah, yes. that's why you have Mel Lastman Square. Yeah. So Richmond Hill and Markham are not Toronto. No, but Scarborough not at all. is. Scarborough is. So yeah. Etobicoke to Scarborough. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So you have North York as long as you're south of Steeles. Okay, so right. It's East York, Etobicoke, East York, Etobicoke. North York, Scarborough, and yeah. uh, Old York's 
you know, it's like the downtown. Old town kind of thing. So your parents yeah. got that house pretty much at the perimeter of Toronto. I'm literally like it if at, at that yeah. that house. If you looked out the back window of the house, there was we had the backyard. There was a there was a horse stable. <laughs> And then the country started. From and there. then there's a hill that goes down, and you could see "Welcome to Durham" and see the next sign saying "Pickering Population." If you and once you pass that, you're in Pickering. That's where I grew up. So I was there from I was four till my twenties, and then that was it. So was that like the middle of a city and like farm life or something like that? No, not at all. Because stable? it turns into a city. It's just like it's off. It's just Rouge Hill. It's where it, it turns into. It's, it's not. Hmm. There just happened to be a stable. There. Yeah. That's all oh, it was. okay. I'm just it wasn't reading like country. Into the stable. It wasn't country. I'm reading into the stable. Yeah, no, it much. wasn't country or anything like that. It was just there just happened to be a horse stable there, but it wasn't countryish or anything. Did you ever go mm. to like the hood hood and like uh, the your peers would be like, man, this guy's man, this guy's whack because you're like growing nah, up in a nice no, nah, no, nah. because like like well, first things first, like anything that my parents had us do was in Malvern. Right. And Malvern is considered the hood, which it's not. I mean, there are bad parts of Malvern, just like there's bad parts of anywhere. But Malvern's still a really nice area. Right. When you say do you mean go to school there? Well, like yeah, that? because we went to public school. So yeah. if you go to public school, you're going to meet kids from everywhere across, mm-hmm. yep. you know, the areas that they allow the you to go to school. Areas, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't anything like that at all. You okay. know, Um yeah, I mean, I went there, I hung out, and then, like, when my parents split, my dad went to Malvern. My parents had a rental property in Malvern, so um, when my parents split, my dad went to Malvern, he, he kicked the people out who lived there, and he moved Thank to you. that house. And uh, so I was I was in and out of Malvern, like, like it was nothing. Okay, yeah. so you weren't that outsider kid. Well, still an outsider. I was still considered, you know, the, the you know, this was the 90s and... and my parents divorced in '96, so this is this is the '90s when Tupac died. God damn. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a tough year to divorce. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was you know I growing up in Rouge Hill, uh, you know I like I said skateboard, uh, I BMX, I played tennis. Um, I was considered. So you're a pretty privileged kid, man. Yeah, goddamn, bro. Like privilege, you, you, you could ha- say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. The, yeah, tennis, bro. Yeah, we yeah. stopped at tennis. That's fucking sick. Yeah. Yo, but on that so note, we did, though, we did that stuff. Yeah. Oh, were we on a break or no, something? No, no, no. I was, I was saying. Do you remember when Tupac died? What grade? What uh, grade you were in? Was it a big deal? I was in tenth grade. It wasn't as big because we're East Coasters, so it was bigger when Biggie died than when Pac died. Legit. Yeah, because like the music didn't travel as far. Like I don't think there was as many Pac fans uh, before he died as there was after he died. But in the East Coast, there was a lot of Biggie fans. Right. Um, But again, it's just an East Coast thing. And I mean, if you study some of those documentaries, you know, all those West Coast rappers, they were going platinum without even having any spins on the East Coast. So like Mac Dre was getting. So they were getting Mac Dre love from the West. Hell yeah, Mac Dre, Cube. Those guys were getting spins. They were getting like, literally, they were getting spins on spins on spins, but I mean, nothing on plays. the East Coast. Yeah, radio yeah. play. And they're not getting anything on the East Coast at all. And their and records still are going, going platinum. And still going platinum. So right? full support from the West. Hell yeah. It was, a huge, it was a huge, you know, East Coast, West, West Coast thing. So but Biggie but, had sales in the West as well. Big Ed plays. I mean, everywhere. everyone had a tiny bit of sales everywhere, but I mean, for the most part, there was a lot of uh, uh, artists on the. They weren't playing Common on the West Coast. Okay. Uh, they weren't playing, you know, Mob Deep on the West Coast. They weren't playing a lot of that True, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was real beef. Wu Tang. No, Wu Tang was Universal, man. Yeah. They had to play Wu Tang everywhere. Wu Tang was good everywhere. Ooh. 
Ooh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yo, I yeah. just watched their documentary on Showtime. They're like four part documentaries. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. I mean, we grew up love. We grew up with so I mean, I we have. I mean, between my brother and I, we probably we still have the cassette tapes of every Wu album. I remember. Do you remember when Thirty Six came out? All that. We, man, man, we had Thirty Six memorized, dog. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Did it take over? What album do you remember in your like whole youth that just stopped everything? I'll tell you right now. Over. It was it was Raekwon's only built for Cuban, oh, Cuban links. links. That was the greatest, man. That was ninety five, and that was wild, man. Do you remember it? That was. I think that was the greatest. That's in my top five greatest albums of all time. Like when that shit came out, everyone everyone was on the tracks. Everyone was like, it I started like everyone was everybody memorizing in the these tracks. Was listening to that album. specific album, yeah. So fuck yeah, I can't mm. I I can't even th- pretty much nowadays it's pretty much just Drake. Just Drake albums are really the only albums with that like when they drop, that's what everybody's listening to. I think Ooh. it's because you're here in the city. I mean, when you hit the South, anything Young Gunna drops, anything Gunna drops, anything Young Thug drops, Kevin anything Gates. Rich Homie Quan, Kevin Gates is Kevin huge Gates, in the like South. those yeah. guys are huge in the yeah. South. It's just sometimes the music doesn't travel as far. But Drake's popular as fuck everywhere. Oh, everywhere! No, yeah. he's an international superstar. He's the, he's number one in the game. He's a, he's in the top three. Yeah, right? but when so, I was in the South, for sure, everyone's yeah. talking Kevin Gates. Of course, yeah, yeah. Of and course. here, no one really talks about. Kevin Nobody Gates talks at all. about Kevin Gates. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It's the same thing with like even like Nipsey Hussle, R.I.P. You know what I mean? Like he was huge in the West Coast. He wasn't as big in the East Coast. I right? didn't even know about him until he died, bro. Yeah, yeah. And then someone sent me his track, and I'm like, oh, I heard this track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's sad, you know, R.I.P. But like, yeah, that's that's what was going on from the '90s, you know, concerning the regional music when you Man. asked about Pac. 95, 94, mm. 95, 96, the best albums. You can look, go through, man. The craziest albums came of out course. those years, bro. Yeah, of course. Illmatic. Mm. Uh, Illmatic was Door 93. Die. Huh? Illmatic was 93. Oh, but Door yeah. Die, AZ, yeah. uh, The Main Ingredient, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? Like... Um, Craig Max Mob first Deep, album The dropped. Infamous. Yeah, that was like Mob 94, Deep. 95, yeah. 96. Yeah. All Eyes on Me, I think was 94. Mm. Yo, those were the years for music. That That's mm. my favorite thing about music is that like there's so many art forms that they kind of lose their appeal with time, but you can put on an it's amazing classic. track that's, that's what classic over music and is. over and over again. I put yeah. on the inf- I have to stop playing the infamous just because I'm ruining it for myself. So I gotta give myself two, three months off of it. <laughs> do you ever do that? Or you're like, I gotta I gotta stop listening to this just so I can you know what I mean? Yeah, just so I can get that feeling when I put it back in the book. That's my shit. So you yeah. know my, my shit is Jay Z. So. Temperature rising, that's Jay Z for you? I'm like, that's I have every Jay Z album. I've seen him in concert like eight times. Dead like, presidents or um, what? Everything. Everything. Like I've had shit memorized, like albums memorized. Actually, it wasn't called Dead President. It's called Reasonable Doubt. Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, What's your favorite Jay Z album? The Blueprint. No, no, no. It's probably going to be. It's probably Volume Three. I think Volume Three was like next level. I'd say Blueprint. It's between Volume Three and Blueprint. Yeah. Volume Three is the one that had Big Pimpin on it. Oh, and what about H to the Is um, That was on Blueprint. Yeah. Yeah, but I was I, I was all over that man. I'm I got whatever Jay Z albums in the car right now. I always got a few in there just in case. Was Jay Z the guy? Like, what, do you remember if Jay Z ever like switched up 
music to business at any given point? Like, no. Did he, no, did he ever he go always too long? On, no. He was always on music and just doing always. business in the back. Yeah, always, 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 always. Oh, anytime you had anything Jay-Z. So we, we I mean, like, them times my man Johnson was in, um, his brother was a Who, DJ. Sorry, sorry, what'd you say? My man Johnson. Okay. okay. Uh, his brother was a DJ in New York. And we went to school together. And, uh, you know, Johnson was from the hood. Like, he's from Markham and Eglinton. Like, he's from the hood. <laughs> Not the rap hood, the real hood. Uh, yeah, you know? okay, yeah. And Johnson, <laughs> like, he, he'd get the tapes from us. But them times, the biggest shit ever, 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 ask anybody who knows anything about East Coast hip-hop, from 95, I'd say from 94, maybe around 94, 95, right up until about 2001, the Clue tape is the biggest thing ever. If you can get the DJ Clue tape, that was the biggest shit ever. I haven't even heard the DJ Clue tape. Yeah, DJ Clue. <laughs> that was his tag? Yeah, and you yell because he talked over the music all the time. You're like, DJ Clue, DJ Clue. <laughs> what, what, rapper, what, what rappers were on it? Everybody. He, he just put out mixtapes, and he'd get every, because his shit was so hot, rappers would be like, yo, let me get on the Clue tape. And he'd put every single, he put everybody on it. The Clue tapes. Yeah. I've okay, never even heard, heard of that. Okay, you ever heard of Jay-Z and Maya, Best of Me? Uh, how does it go to the hook? Yes, the all and uh, Jigga Man be ballin', Leave Chicks Pigeon Toad, some of them be ballin'. You know what I'm saying? Leave Chicks yeah. Pigeon no, no, Toad, no, no, some of them be crawlin'. Patrick will bring that um, up. What was it called real quick? Get the best of you whenever I put my all in. This was from the Clue Have tape. Have and screaming for the love, y'all in. Um, Jigga M. Paulin, Ash Drop. <laughs> <laughs> Mad because I brag about the cash I got, but I'm used to not having a lot. I'm from the gutter in. Uh, anyway, that song with him and Maya, that was off the Clue tape. Yeah, there you go. Yo. I'm going to download Is the Clue tape a single one or is it a series? No, yes. You're dropping Clue tapes every month. Yeah. <laughs> From the gutter round. Uh, that's what he said. I'm the type to interior decorate the watch. Heavy raid on the block. Yo, you're a Jay-Z fan, I can tell. Holla. You didn't know this shit, but this shit was massive. And it was in um it was in one of the movies, man. One of the big movies in the night. I don't know if it was Bad Boys or one of them joints. It was on like the soundtrack. That was back when they made really good soundtracks to movies. To movies, you know? yeah. You remember that? That yeah. was an art form yeah, that you can died. Tell. Eh? You can tell. Fuck, that was an art that was an art form that died. But anyway, that was <clears throat> when you listen to that song, you'll hear Clue talking on it. You know what I'm saying? Because that DJ was a clue. That was originally any do. Ha ha. That was his before thing. Diddy? D well Diddy before said. Diddy. Well before Diddy, Clue had the streets popping. Like, Diddy was always involved in the music, but, you know, Clue had the street. You had to get your hands on the Clue tape. You and, had to. And there was limited supplies? People weren't just burning it? Or? No, it's just who's in New York to get it. I mean, this shit is, oh. bro. Burning. This is before Napster. This, this is, is before. Well, this we're is talking tapes, cassette tape. Tapes, tapes, this tapes, is tapes, tapes, This tapes. is ninety five. Yeah, I got you, got you. Right. Got so you. Johnson's brother was about ten years older than him. So he used to Johnson used to go to New York all the time, and he'd be like his brother, or his brother would just send him a clue tape, and that shit was. He used to make dubs and everything, but you had to get your hands on the clue tape, and that was the hottest thing. Like and he would drop a tape like every other month. Oh fuck yeah! And man. it was wild. <laughs> so like... you th okay? So think DJ Khaled now, but okay. it was Clue in the night. Prolific, just dropping it, dropping it, dropping way it. Way big, way bigger than what like 
Before it was Snapchat. big for the streets. Like obviously Khaled's gonna get like Grammys and stuff and nominations, but because this set the foundation. Yeah. This is what set the foundation. You'd have to give Clue a lifetime achievement award because there's no Khaled without Clue. Mm, yeah fuck yeah man that's the realest shit yo actually i feel like i have like a homework now to go check this shit out yo i'm all about dj that, clue man. dj, DJ clue. clue yeah i had a little bit of echo on him like dj clue <laughs> everybody yeah every, everybody <laughs> they they make the dj tag a little bit perfect right that's metro, clue if young, started that if young metro don't love you he gonna shoot you that's like young uh metro boomins well that's because he's producing so he had a signature tag for producing you know what i'm saying uh, that's did? what he was doing. No, no, no. Metro. That's what Metro yeah. Boomin's doing. Oh, I thought you know that's what, what Clue was doing. Clue just came on the track and would like. Clue put together the mixtape. Some of the songs he produced, some of the songs he didn't. Oh, but he gotcha. came, he, he curated put, the whole he thing. He curated the whole thing. And this is people are like, yo, what's the next hottest shit? The next hottest shit is whatever Clue, Clue puts drops. Together. Gotcha. 100%. So he's the guy. He's yep. like. He had everybody on it, man. Everybody was on the clue tape. If you, yo, if you could get on the clue tape, you're popping. Yeah, that, that's that, what you That's wanted. how you took off. Hundred percent. He was the hood DJ Johnny Carson. <laughs> like that's how you got on the if, clue tape. If you was on the clue tape, like if your song was on the clue tape, everybody heard it. Because everybody is there anything like that now? It's no. kind of like it's it, no. oh, it's kind of being like featuring on a Drake song. Sure, I guess, right? Sure, like something that everybody's gonna hear is kind of yeah. Like, I guess right? so. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, brother. You got any corporate gigs coming up, my man? <laughs> I, I, I know that's few. your bread and butter. I'm not going to say anything. I know so that's I your bread and butter. I got corporates. Yeah. You th- know. That's pretty much, that's like the bulk of yeah the comedy uh, uh, stream for you, right? Is yeah, these yeah, corporate yeah. gigs. Yeah. You had any like nightmare scenarios from? No. No, I've had good times at, at corporates. I've never had a problem at corporates. So I worked clean for a really long time. So my first maybe 10 years of doing comedy, I was clean. So it was it was an easy transition. And even now when I write jokes, like I don't need any vulgarity in the joke for it to be funny. If I want to add it to it or not, depending on my environment, it's fine. But my jokes can easily transition from clean to uh, to, you know, more relatable in a relaxed setting. Uh, but either way, they're always just funny. So I, I worked clean for maybe the first 10 years of my comedy. So it's, it's nothing for me to be clean. So I bounced around, did a lot of corporates, and then it just sort of like uh, a snowball effect. You know, I just, I'll do a corporate and get three gigs off of it. Easy. You know, it's like And three gigs thing. off of that corporate. 100%. Oh, so, it, so it's like a time. network. It's like a spider effect. 100%. 100. Well, people want to go with who, who they can trust, right? You know, like a lot of people will say, yeah, um... You know, like they can Google somebody, but they want to go with who they can trust, right? If if I say to you, if you're this funny is my tonight, man and he's funny, yeah, exactly. You're gonna listen to me over Google, yeah, right. So it's just what it is. Word of mouth. Mm? Is it 45 minute? Like it do, no, with no, it all varies. Sets? Sometimes it's 15, sometimes does, it's 20, sometimes it's half, sometimes it's an hour. Somebody, sometimes they want you to host. You know, it's, it's whatever. Do people open or usually with these corporate gigs? Do they sometimes, like, sometimes it's more than one comic. Sometimes it's just you. It it all varies. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm not long in the game, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm just like entranced by the idea of like having consistent work. And I know you know it's down the road and all that it's stuff, it's but coming. it's like sick. Man. Yeah, I you can make it. it. You can make, make consistent work. You, yeah, for sure. You can absolutely. I appreciate you, man. You've always been very positive. Well, you have it, man. There's there's a lot that you have that you don't even know you have. You know what I'm saying? You have 
That's some shit. That's some wax on wax off shit right yeah. there. It's <laughs> just it's just like, you know, no, but it's like you, you I, I see you at the mics. I see you trying new stuff. I see you, trying new stuff is is key. You're trying new stuff. You know, a lot of people aren't trying new stuff. They get this laugh and they go, well, I got to go everywhere and perform this and get this laugh. And they sort of stop at this laugh, you know, and that's why a lot of people have jokes and you know, they're just kind of like, oh, I'm just saying my jokes and getting these laughs. And it's there's more to that. There's more there's more to comedy than that. And you feel that way when you watch your favorite comics. Hell yeah. So, you know, it's not just them making you laugh. It's them, you know, Think. everything else that comes that they make you feel. feel. So there's more to that. So uh, I've seen that when I've seen you perform. I've seen that you were trying new stuff. I've seen that you were sort of steering away from what everybody thinks is common to talk about. You know, I, I love when you talked about your experience in, you know, Nashville and you with the homies and they're like, hey, listen, man, if anything pops off, we got your back. And yeah. you're like, what the fuck's gonna happen? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> somebody's got to speak on that. Everyone, a, a lot of people have heard that before and now somebody's talking about it. You know, I've heard that with you people You know what I'm before. talking about? I've heard that. I've oh, been so, with people so just, and just, that has said before, just, that's, that's been said before. Just for reference, mm -hmm. uh, I used to work in Tennessee yeah. and I was uh, dating a girl one time, oh, a white girl, and uh, her, me and her and all her friends and all their boyfriends all go to a bar. And when we're outside, all the guys are like, yo, no matter what happens in there tonight we got your back. And mm -hmm. I'm like, and then one of them was like, no one's fucking with us tonight. I'm like, what the fuck is about to happen in this yeah. bar? You know, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's cool to see you dig deep and try to, you know, pull it. Cause you pulled the comedy out of that situation. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure, sure that time that situation too, uh, to some degree, to some degree, but it, it you know, it's, it's just to hear you find the comedy in something like that is, is unique. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't think I'd find anybody else that has a joke like that. You I know? appreciate you, man. And like, you know, and even when like we you know, ran the open mic and, and you came through and I remember you, you know, you came through all the time, you there with your notes and you're trying new stuff. And I remember, you know, you told us about your brother and stuff like that. You know, that stuff was deep. You know, and there's 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 comedy in things and you have to take the risk to find it. You know what I'm saying? And and I see you doing that. And I see a lot of, you know, newer comics not taking the risk to try to find it. They just go for what will get them the quick laughs. I hate Trump. So do you. He's an idiot, you know, or I, uh, you know, I was jerking off and it's like, yo, you're just doing some cheap shit, you know, not. I got ghosted. I got whatever. I, I ghosted. Yeah, ghosted. yeah. Well, there's something there. There's something. You, you were on a bit. You got, you got type five on that. I mean, there's something. Well, I mean, let's not, let's <laughs> but it's not like rule people, it out. <laughs> people, people are just kind of sort of going for what they think everyone wants to hear. And I liked hearing some of the stuff when you weren't, you know, going for what everybody wanted to hear. I, I felt like you had some some stuff that stood out, I should say. Man, I appreciate that. It's mm -hmm. the first time in my life I'm actually obsessed with something. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. I've never, I've always had this uh, energy and whatever, like, um, bandwidth to pursue stuff. Mm -hmm. But I never really pursued it fully. You know, get this, cram really hard for this test so I can get this mark. But I don't give a fuck about retaining this knowledge. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get this mark. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get this result. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is the first mm -hmm. time where it's like I'm looking at doing things the hardest way possible. You mm -hmm. know, like the mm -hmm. going off the beaten path. Because I think I really do. Because comedy is a game where there 
is no shortcuts at all. No, and I no. looked I for two years. I was just like, yo, what is it? What do I got to do? Like, yeah. I, there's, let there's me talk to these so older guys. There's probably tricks. I can maybe skip a couple no, of years if no. I learn their mistakes. There isn't, though. No, there's um. It's so corny, but I just saw it on the internet. It's super corny. It's corny, but Go it's for real. It, just say it. So corny, though. <laughs> <laughs> the only time success comes before work is in the dictionary. Oh shit! That's I've never heard that. That's yeah, fucking good, though. That's corny, not that corny. It's real, yeah. It's real shit. You know, you actually have to. You have to actually. You know, you got to do. You got to do the work. So yeah. It's fucking hard, man. Mm -hmm. God damn. Mm -hmm. In the, you've been in the game what 17 17, 17 years in the, no in them in in the 17 years you've been mm -hmm. in what takes comedians out of the game more than anything else um I don't know, I'm trying I don't know I'm not trying to get too deep but like it's like um it's like a Buddhist mentality where it's like if you think if you desire something, all suffering comes from desire, right? Yeah. So people desire a certain thing, and when they don't get it, at least when they want it, sometimes that, that eggs them out of the game. So it's like they're doing it for excellent amount of time, and they don't. They desire to get this, this, and this, and they don't get it. In this them. time frame. Sure. That sometimes people quit off that. The pay gets people out there. Yeah. <clears throat> Significant others gets people off there. Like getting married and shit. Yeah, because, you know, husband and wife will say, hey, listen, you got to bring home this paper. You yeah. got to be here with these kids. Like, you know, you these are all things that are... I've, so I've life, seen those things. pretty much life. Anything in life, yeah, you know. Life stops people out of this thing. Well, I think if you're stopping, you were never really... You were never... You're never really... Like, I mean, any relationship I've had, known, they know... What the priority comedies, is? Comedy's coming first. I got to get this popping. There is no argument about, what do you mean not coming to my sister's birthday party? Listen, I got a show. I get there late or I get there early and I have to leave early or whatever. It is. They know what it is. But you also have to, you know, put your foot down. A lot of comics, um, they don't uh, get a lot of action. So they finally start getting action and they prioritize that action. Gotcha. Yeah. Right, I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah. Oh, without a I'm doubt. sure you've seen it. I've seen certain Three comics. Three months, they're gone and gone. they're out of the relationship. They're gone. Back in, they're back in the open mics. Gone. I've seen that yeah. many times where, you know, people get some, you know, they, some comics just They had don't. no other opportunity before comedy. Comedy right. And all of a sudden, this girlfriend's like, yo, are you going out again? And they're like, no, no I ain't no, going no, out. No, yeah, no yeah. I'm right here. I'm, yeah, yeah, nothing. And, and more importantly, just what they're doing, you know? You know, they're fucking, you know, they're getting their dick sucked. This is the first time they're getting their dick sucked in, <laughs> Forever. you know, 10 years or whatever. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm wild. And maybe this is the first time they're getting their dick sucked in, like, three years. You know what I mean? Four yeah. or five years. You know? And they're like, holy shit, I'm it's hard to walk away. Sucked. It's hard to walk I'm away. I'm fucking, I'm getting this pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like yo, I'm, you know. Fuck that shit. open mic. Fuck that. That mic ain't doing shit for me. Yeah, Nobody right? be there. And uh, the worst, and yeah, so I've, I've seen that happen. When I when I first when I first got in this man, people would constantly ask me. They'd be like, "Oh, that's sick! That's sick! Um, how long are you gonna give it? How long are you gonna? How I've long are you gonna heard give that it?" Before, wow! People constantly. So, what do you like? You th what do you think? Like five years? How long are you gonna give it? Like, what the people have such a built-in mentality heard that to quit? Wow! Yo, people are telling me, asking me all the time, "How long are you gonna give it?" Wow! Like, there's this built-in failure. Like, well, I mean, if you don't make it in six years, well, then, buddy, you just gotta mm. wake up and smell the flowers. And of here. course, you have to define what making it is. You know, there's plenty of comics you'll never know to make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year doing this shit. 
and you don't even know them. That's yeah. making it. That's making it. A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? You know what making you, it is? You own your house. You, you you own your car. Your wife. Your kids. Your kids going to university, and you paying for that. Everyone's eating. That's making it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because you don't get these specials or this, that, and the third doesn't mean you. You got to define that for yourself. People think you making know? it is Kevin Hart. That's if you it. Don't, if you don't reach Kevin Hart shit, then what was it? You shouldn't have never left the office. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I mean, it's it's important to you know sort of. You know, have some expectations and have some have some realistic expectations and realistic desires, but it happens. You know. So you're obviously doing what you love, right? For sure. That goes without a doubt. Seventeen years in the game, for sure. You yeah. are where you are because of what you love, right? For sure, yeah. And you hang out with people, people you've known for a minute, people who've been your cousins, your boys, whatever. People who've been doing a lot of people around you who've been doing a job been doing jobs right there's not a lot of people that i surround myself that i can there's a couple of people absolutely but there's not a lot of them who are pursuing doing what they do out of passion right we all got we got all got sold on the same thing get the degree get the job get the house get the car and then you're locked into all these things so it's hard to be like but is this my passion it's hard <laughs> at that point right yeah yeah so my problem that i'm having a little bit is uh, i'm hanging around these my, like a lot of my close close friends mm-hmm. and like sometimes the talk comes up be like yo guys but are you following your passion doc man shut the fuck up you're str- <laughs> you're struggling financially you don't have to you don't get to talk to us about that but you're at a point where you're not struggling financially do you ever bring up that oh, hold on, idea? Hold on. Easy, 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 easy. I'm still bro, bro, struggling financially. You know what I'm saying? Yo, 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 yo. Listen. <laughs> listen, not, listen if you're man. struggling financially, bro, this, that Cayenne was the wrong move. I'll tell you <laughs> okay. this. I'll tell you this. <laughs> All right? Yes. Yes, yo, it was. I, del- I, bought I, the, do, listen, listen. Yo, I deliver cookies during listen, the day, bro. <laughs> I bought the Porsche because I got insecurities. You know what I'm saying? I was just trying to make up for my insecurities. That's what we all do. That's that's what we do. We're that's dudes. why I had the four series, Why do we buy cars yeah to impress chicks these girls ain't fitting to be with no guys who don't drive you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah and right. then when you drive a really nice car these girls are way more interested in you like I'm, I'm just and they may not even be the ones you want but hey it's nice to have some of that attention you know if if i if you can give me more to choose from i'll take it i think i'll make a better decision than if i only have a few to choose from but but what i'm saying is that sometimes you know um i mean like pretty much what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not. Yeah, go like, ahead. Like you're around your friends. Yeah. You're fucking happy because you followed your passion, bro. Yeah, and but a it's lot not of people over. around. I know it's not over. Yeah. But a lot of people around you are like, not passionate about what they do. Mm-hmm. They're talking about like trying to switch the job. Something's up, and it's like, anytime I feel anytime I try to bring up like the idea of when I say like, yo, you gotta find your passion. People look at me almost like, yo, man, life is amazing. Like I'm almost talking like this childish happy glowy shit that they're like yeah i got a mortgage man shut the fuck up i think people think that passion they confuse passion they think passion is art so as soon as they say like oh you gotta find your passion yeah it's I, don't, like, I don't do comedy like, well, man. i don't do comedy I, yeah, exactly i don't, act, exactly. That's uh, I don't what I'm sing and exactly. it's like exactly that's yo, what i'm bro, saying your passion could be helping the homeless your passion could be your passion could be uh, a coding for ibm that could very well be your passion but you have to follow it you know what i'm saying so and and it's not easy you're right that's they the right biggest, away the biggest thing not like, i didn't do, well i'm not a 100%. comedian right away they dismiss yeah. it like yo man yeah and I, and I dated a few girls like that that uh you know they were somewhat envious of the fact that you know like i'm out every night i'm doing this show i'm doing this show i'm doing this show or they're coming with me and they're seeing what i'm doing and you know and and they're they're kind of like sitting there like man i gotta go to work tomorrow like i'm just trying to do what you do like you 
you feel like it feels like you live good. I'm like, I do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I love doing ten comedy. Years before that, said again. They, she didn't see the ten years before that. Oh, that's the <laughs> she Picasso just popping story. up. She's just popping yeah. up to the shows. Like, that's, damn, you're killing the, it. That's right? the Picasso. And, and yeah, I mean, it would have been nice. Uh, I mean, I fucked up in the past, but I, I would have been nice <laughs> to uh, have one girlfriend for the whole journey. What you do you What, what do you mean by but the Picasso story? Well, it's um. So when Picasso was the biggest thing. Like the biggest thing in Italy, what he would do is um, sometimes people would be at bars or restaurants or whatever, and they'd be eating, but then you know the bill would come and they all couldn't afford it. And then what Picasso would do is he would take the receipt, uh, like the bill, and he would draw something on the back and then sign it and say, "Yo, don't worry about it. Like I'm covering it." And he would give that to the waitress. Legit. This is hundred percent real facts. And then what happened was, so he did it one time. And this this waitress was like, "Yo, what are you doing? Like, just give me the money. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, it, Bitch, like give me a you give know me a break. Like, it took you ten seconds to draw this." <laughs> and he said, "Yo, it took me ten years to draw that in ten seconds." Damn, that's the realest that's shit. That's a quote. That's the realest shit ever. Hell yeah. Yo, that's fucking balling as shit. Yeah, that's real shit. Yeah, that's real shit. It took me to, ten years to draw that in ten seconds. So you have to think of like you said. People see the end result. They don't see the you know, the grind that goes into it. You know what I mean? I buy the car and then people just think, oh, well, this guy's just balling or whatever. I was on the bus for 10 years. Like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? You forgot that. You forgot I was starving. You forgot when, you know what I mean? Like, you, like I'm, I'm, I'm not rich by any means. You know, I'm just out here trying to keep the check engine light off like everybody else right. and, you know, <laughs> save money. And, that's you know, remember I showed you that perfect, meme? Bro. Remember, I, did I show you that meme? Which remember meme? you were telling me how you, like, you spent all this money on your, you got this money from the commercial and you spent all of this on fixing up your car or whatever. Trying to get that check and engine remember, I think I sent you that meme and it said, uh, it said, uh, oh, you know, yeah. people who have cars, you know, we save up all this money to do something cool and then we end up like, and then you uh, see this check engine like, on your oh, car. Fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just like everybody else, but it's just, yeah, I do, I do what I love and, and, and that's it, you know. It. That's why sometimes I always think about that. I'm like, yo, it would have been nice, man, if 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 I just had one girlfriend for the whole journey, she would have understood better than some girls that come into the journey later on in, in life. Out. You know what I mean? So, but it's whatever. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna try to remember that shit. What? Um, avoiding like having a like the value of having someone witness the whole journey alongside with. It's you. it's it, it, man. I wish somebody had told me that. Like, if, like, listen, I've had some amazing girlfriends in the past, some really amazing ones, some truly amazing ones that it hurts that, you know, I fuck things up with the, between between the two of us. Um, and, but like, you know, I, I only wish somebody if I had said to me, listen, man, I mean, people have told me, yo, hang on to your girl. She's a wicked girl, this, that and the third or whatever. Uh, and, and, and people have told me, but, you know, you're young and you're wild and you're not listening to anybody and. You know, whatever. But it, it, it was you look you look at things now where you get certain successes now and you wish you could have shared it with them because they were there when you didn't have it. Yeah. They were you feel me? when you had nothing. They were they there when you had gain. nothing. And it's like you're here and you're like, shit, I wish I could go back and be like, yo, just so you know, I got this. And, you know, you were there when I didn't have nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's 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 an off. It's a weird feeling. But, you know. I had it other, is what it is. I had bro. other experiences, yeah. too. So shit, they ain't bad experiences. <laughs> You're in the yeah. game, man. Like we said, so many people are out out of that class of sixty. There's three. 
So here the yeah, fuck you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, about that, about that. Yeah, I, I just feel like I'm, I'm not forgetting somebody. You on that. Yeah, yeah, like I feel okay, like I'm, I'm gonna, forgetting somebody. I'm gonna look up class of fucking 2004 or whatever it is. <laughs> it would have been 2000. Uh, there's actually six yeah. of them active. Quinn would have been 2003. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. But yeah. So uh, mm. again, this uh, everything <laughs> said in this podcast is not. Uh, <laughs> so these opinions that yeah. <laughs> expressed. Yeah, are, are not, not ref- that of, like reflective of. These are the ideas of and notions of immigrants and children. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Motherfuckers don't know shit. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and the whole thing was, remember, you first approached me with a podcast idea, and I was like, listen, man, I'm not fitting to do your podcast, because I thought it was just like you were just immig- interviewing, like, immigrants and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, man, I'm born here. Like, I didn't, no, think, yeah. I didn't feel like I fit like, in, yo, but I appreciate, perspective. I appreciate you reaching out. And, uh, and Yeah, man. I think it's know. it's that's what people think. I have people yeah, on here that are like, are yeah. we going to be talking about immigrants? I'm like, no, the whole point is to bounce, have a, a yeah, dialogue yeah. that has immigrant perspective. That's yeah, really 100%, what it is. 100%. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that comes from, like, there's so much of, of things that I'm doing now that come from... Your you know, mom, bro. From my that's, mom. From that's, my mom. Yeah, yeah. that's that's so when much I from my mom. when I hear you how yeah. pinpoint you got your mom's accent down and <laughs> well, how I it's mean, like, like it's the crutch of a lot of your bits because a lot Jamaican, of your Jamaican. Like I can do my mom's my mom's accent. Well, you have it down yeah, for I mean, the stage perfectly but, um, because it's a lot of your bits. Well, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. And shout out my man B. Um, my man Brandon, he he was the one because his mom is is the same way. And, oh shit! I hope I don't get him in trouble by saying that. His mom and my mom are like so similar, and he's Jamaican too. And like we like were just, just cranky. We were just like, <laughs> oh man, and we were just like <laughs> to say the least. Like, and we would talk on the phone. Quinn. We would go back and forth, and it'd be like, yo, did your mom ever say this to you? Like, yo, did your mom ever say this? And we used to go back and forth all the time, right? And so uh, he's like, yo, you got to put this shit on stage. I'm like, nah, I ain't putting this shit on stage. And he's like, yo, you got to put this shit on stage. And then sure enough, I just started putting the shit on stage and people eat it up. That's my favorite you know? shit for and sure. And it's also, it, it's just, it's, every everybody picks up on it. You know, I'm, I'm doing shit in like, you know, in the South, like I'm in Florida or, you know, I'm in Atlanta and people come up to me like, yo, I'm Italian. And that shit you said about your mom is the exact same shit my mom exactly. does. And it's That's like, what I, it's just immigrant parents all together as opposed to just a Jamaican mom. It's immigrant parents that all think roughly the same way. You know what I mean? And people like resonate with it. The way that you do, the way you have your moms. I've never heard your mom speak. I've never met your mom, but I can yeah. tell you have just the way you do uh, the impersonation from your mom yeah. is so clear of the years of nagging that you've oh, like man. Oh, Quinn man. like you could just see it in the tone of your voice <laughs> is such a perfect depiction of the years of nagging yeah, that yeah. you took on to be Th- able that, that to I still take yeah. that I still take Quinn you know. hit us with a little bit of that what did your mom most recently <laughs> tell you when your last conversation with her uh <laughs> so it was her birthday uh um uh just last month there and uh <laughs> i got her i got an iphone for her birthday yeah uh you saw i don't know if you saw this on my facebook i put the clip on the wall it's pretty funny were you in the car at the time no 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 no, no you weren't oh man i saw a clip with you in the car and yeah. there was some interaction i was tra- yeah i was i i, I pretended to, like quarter person trying to take yeah yeah whatever. that's what i saw and she's like <laughs> She's like, so she's like, okay, so okay, so for the birthday I got her an iPhone, and sure enough, she's like, well, you know, you're not really supposed to be spending so much money, you know, or or like with the money, I was like, like you can't like just I, be happy, you know? I, yeah, like it's you you can't win. can't win, you can't win, you just can't win, and so I put like like we're in the car together, and I was like, 
I was like, yo, mom, like, I'll drive you home, right? Because it was like, it was like a lot of traffic, but I'm like, yo, I'll drive you home. And she's like, no, I'll take the bus. I'm like, mom, I'll drive you home. No, I will just take the bus then. <laughs> and I always clown her. I'm like, so let me get our money. Let me just put it, let me get a little money. And I reached over <laughs> to her purse. And she's like, I know that's why you link up with me, you know? I know it's because you want money. <laughs> but you never should have did buy this car. If you want money, you don't fit, you know if you buy this car. People will buy this car, them have money. But you don't have any money. You just spend all your money and figure say I go buy a big car and then ask me for money. And I'm like, holy fuck. And she you just kinda you laugh point. it off. She's you got just, you on point. You laugh it off and you have a good time with it. Yo, man. But uh yeah, so much so much of my comedy has contributed to my mom and and you know, my dad bounced and it was like um you know, it's all I had left was my mom. So we're close. I can tell yeah. in those videos that you guys are fucking close. You, yeah, yeah. You clown a lot on stage and shit. Yeah, but yeah, I can absolutely. Tell you guys. Are and don't get it twisted. Shit. My mom comes to any show I want her to come to. Yeah, she no, will I be can... in any show, and she comes to shows. And listen, the only reason why I don't like my mom at shows is because she's the <laughs> fucking star at shows. She heckles or what? No, she's just famous. Like people come to me like, "Yo, is that your mom?" I'm like, "Yeah." And I'm like, Yo, go talk to your mom. And it's like, I remember I did a show. My mom came one time. And she's, I, I swear to God, man, I put everything on stage. I got off stage. I'm there trying to like, yo, maybe I'm like, you know, I'm going to beat some people, make some contacts. There was like literally like 17 people around my mom just talking <laughs> to her like, yo, I'm talking to Colleen. Like, wow, I'm did talking guys, to her. Did you guys catch that set? I, I've got cards. Famous. I've got cards. My mom's famous. Like, man, Quinn, get the fuck out of here, bro. Super famous. Why didn't people? you tell us your mother was here, Quinn? She has no idea how many inboxes I get about her. Where Legit? People are like, yo, what your mom's saying? Is she good? Yo, happy birthdays <laughs> and all this shit. Like, they love my mom. So she's amazing. You know what I mean? It's a Jamaican thing. I heard that um, my Uncle Morris used to say the same thing to me. He said, um... He said, uh, he said, even if your mom cooks up a pot of shit and throws it on you, you're still supposed to love your mom. So, uh, you know, you know, we've had our rough patches, but, you know, you just turn that into into gold. <laughs> you know what I mean? I fucking love that shit, bro. Yeah, man. Yo, again, I appreciate you. Come on. Take this time. Plug whatever you want to plug, man. If you got uh, I know a lot of your shit's corporate. Yeah. So you're not putting on public <clears throat> dates and shit like that. But what um, I, I don't want to put you, you know, on the spot. But plug what you want to plug, bro. Yo, check us out, man. Uh, right here at Night Owl. Uh, I think it's 674, 694 College Street. I think it's 674, though. The place is called Night Owl. Uh, Thursday, December 5th, we got the Wave Series. Me and my man Plus Mo are putting that on. I'm the comedy, and he's got the music popping. We just sold out the last one. Everything wavy. We're the hottest shit. We're the wave, so come true. Check out the Wave Series. Um, man, I... Hit me up on all the social medias, man. At Quinn the Comic on Twitter, at Quinn the Comic on uh, on Instagram, and also on um, Snapchat. I'm Quincent Q U I N N C E N T. Find me on Facebook. I mean, I'm 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 just always working, man. So. <laughs> I love uh, uh, Quincent on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what happened? Like, That's for the female listeners exclusively. Quincent Q U I N N C E N T. You know, you gotta get a lot of brown dicks. On yeah, that I can't shit. stand when that happens, man. Some dudes be like. Snapchat is strictly Quinn. meant to women. Like, I don't want any yeah, dudes snapping well, me nothing. You got to make that clear, man. Yeah, I love how you like, put that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so. I'm gonna. As always, I list uh, all of your handles in the description. Of course, yeah, so yeah. You okay, that's to, cool. Need to memorize anything here? Yeah. And uh, from my end, if you're listening to this on uh, Apple Podcast, just leave a five star review. If you're uh, always remember, uh, you YouTube full videos come out on the Friday following the release of whatever the podcast yeah, podcast yeah. come out on Tuesday. So check it out on YouTube. Subscribe to the page. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Immigrant Section. Tell your friends about the Immigrant Section. Let's grow this shit. Yeah. Let's grow it. Mm. Quinn, thanks so much for coming through. And peace. Thanks and, for listening. And, and one, one more thing one more before thing. I go. I just want to say thank you um, for not only having me on the show, but having me on some of the shows that you've produced. I really appreciate that. Um, I mean, I think a, a couple of them I just passed by to support really wasn't looking to go on and you still squeezed me on and i appreciate you doing that my brother because that's what we need to do we need to help each other out to grow and and advance so i really appreciate that man man black actors Absolutely. bro we gotta stick together well, that that and i'm really good at this shit let's no, be that's 100 that's the plus time comedy show that's the first thursday of every month in toronto yeah. at the free times cafe yeah my boy Quinn is a regular drop in there. He mm. gets booked, but he's always free to drop in, and he's a favorite among a lot of the regulars we have at the show. Mm. He comes in and he riffs it up like a 17 year comic does. Uh, I try my best, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming <laughs> Thank through, you, bro. Man. And you're going to come back on. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Peace. Mm.